We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It's Friday, January 14th, 2022. Alex Perutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! In what might be the biggest news of the NBA season that was reported at midnight Eastern time, uh, the NBA will stop daily COVID testing after Saturday for asymptomatic boosted individuals. That includes uh, staff players, although the staff is 100% boosted. So basically, if you are a boosted player in the NBA, you will no longer be tested for COVID every day unless you are symptomatic. If you are not boosted, uh, you will still be tested every day. But I think over 70% of the NBA is boosted. This is huge news. Um, is. Especially if people you... are pushing for, right. hey, don't test if you don't have symptoms, right? I am no expert in this, by the way. I just want to stress that. But I I think it's huge news just because of like the way that protocols have gotten out of control and that like 30, 40% of the league has entered protocols at some point. We had like 100 players on the injury uh, injury report on any given time. Um, whether or not you think like it, I just for fantasy, um, for like quality of life of the NBA in terms of watchability, I think this was probably necessary. Um, but it's it happened and it wouldn't be surprised if this is the only place that you hear from because it's just not really a headline, um, in most other places. Um, but congratulations, you don't have to deal with it anymore, probably, uh, as much as you have been. I think you're the happiest as, as the uh, hourly injury update reporter, Alex, for Rotowire. This might reduce I think your I, workload. I broke a record the other day. I think I wrote 95 updates uh, one day, which was uh, just a lot. But uh, yeah, mostly happy. Maybe this is just news for me. This is just me. Being, yeah, this is great for me. It's great for my job. You know, great for my mental health. You could actually like evaluate players now instead of just saying who's sick. It's, I, can do, it's a, I can do real work. Right. Exactly. It's a positive thing. That's the only way to look at it. You know, the NBA, they would not make this decision unless they, you know, they have data that shows them boosted players. It makes sense to go this route. So 
that's that's a good thing for everyone involved. Amen. It's typical Shannon, always Mr. Positive. Love it. <laughs> uh, Ken, we have more, I guess, maybe neutral news, maybe good news. New York and Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, the Hawks trade Cam Reddish to the New York Knicks for conditional first-round pick and throw in Kevin Knox. Reddish, you may recall, the number 10 pick in the 2019 NBA draft. This is his third season where so far for the Hawks, he's put up about 12 points, two and a half rebounds on a st- and a steal a game over 23 minutes. You know, Reddish has never been a great shooter. He's got a cur- This year, he's shooting a career high 40.2% field goal percentage uh, in his third year, but very athletic and really a defensive hound. Per 36 minutes, he averages 3.3 stocks. That steals and blocks per game uh, per 36 minutes. Could be a Thibodeau favorite here in New York. Alex and Shannon, what are your thoughts on Reddish as a Nick? It's Thanks exciting. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's exciting. It, it remains to be seen, you know, to be determined wh- how much playing time he's going to get in New York. Uh, but with DeAndre Hunter returning for the Hawks, he was going to be you know, somewhat squeezed out of the rotation for Atlanta. Um, And it's apparent by this move that he was not part of their long-term plans. Uh, But there's a lot to like with Reddish as a player. There's some inefficiency, as Ken noted. Uh, But, you know, over you you just look at the seven-game stretch he had when Atlanta was shorthanded, and he averaged 30 in 31.7 minutes, 18.4 points, 2.6 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 1.3 steals. Uh, he shot 41%, uh, 2.6 three-pointers at 39% clip, but 88% from the free throw line. So, I mean, that, that that's an encouraging sign that maybe that shot will improve and the efficiency will improve. But the, the, the big question mark for me is, is just where does he where does he slot in on New York's depth chart? You know, right now, I, I think they're a little bit. New York's a little bit flexible as far as how their rotation goes. I don't think Alec Burks is necessarily a, a starting point guard in the NBA. Um, you have a lot of the offense that facilitates through R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. You know, is Reddish just going to be one of the wing options off the bench, or is he going to be thrust into a starting role where maybe you see Barrett handle the ball more uh, or, or Julius Randle? Um, if if you're in a deep enough league, maybe like a deep 12-teamer, 14-teamer, I think it's okay to take a flyer on Reddish if you have a dead spot uh, on your roster. But uh, you don't have to rush out and get them in shallower formats. I pretty much agree with everything Shannon said. I think their rotation has been kind of cluttered for a while, and this makes it more cluttered. <laughs> um, you know, again... Fournier has been up and down, only up when he plays the Celtics. Uh, Burks and Walker, like, again, I don't know how that's going to shake out. Uh, Obi Toppin, you know, occasionally would catch minutes at the three or the four. I don't know what this does for him. Um, I, I think it's a, I think it was a good move for the future because Kevin Knox might not be an NBA player and you get an NBA player in Cam Reddish, although you do have to start, you do have to make a decision on whether or not to extend him within the next year, um, which is, uh, something um and yeah he has been playing better he has been shooting better not that he i mean he was he struggled in college from the field i'm just kind of worried like my initial thought like him and 
RJ Barrett, who RJ Barrett has played better this year, although has had some bad stretches. I think there are just going to be nights where Reddish and Barrett go like eight for 32 and the Knicks are going to score like 85 points and people are going to be like, oh my God. Like, it's just, I still think it's a positive, but maybe the Knicks trades aren't done. Maybe they're going to, you know, collecting assets to make a move for a point guard. They need a point guard. Alex Burks is a wing. He is not a point guard. No, they, they definitely need like a distributing type like, point guard. Like Corey Joseph for, for Toppin. Yeah. Uh, Corey Joseph would actually kind of make sense on them. Oh, I could tell you thought about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq has actually gone through and done the trade machine for every team in the NBA. I, with Corey I, Joseph. By the way, a little I, trivia for you two. Who's older, Cam Reddish or Kevin Knox? Uh, I would guess I would guess Knox, but um, not I sure. would I'm gonna say Reddish. Knox was drafted a year earlier, 2018. Knox is three weeks, roughly three weeks older. Interesting. Both born in '99. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Reddish has some uh, history with R.J. Barrett as well. They played together in college, so it'll be interesting. Um, I like him more on the Knicks than I did on the Hawks. Yeah. Know, now that 100%. the Hawks are healthy. Now that the Hawks are healthy, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, I don't expect Kevin Knox to do anything uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> and, 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 you know, really re- moving Reddish coincide, coincided with uh, DeAndre Hunter's return, as I mentioned earlier. You've got Kevin Herter, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, so they've got plenty, even Dillon Wright. Um, they've got plenty of options at, at the one, two, and three to plug in now that Hunter's healthy. Um you know, it clears up it clears up things in Atlanta as far as I'm concerned. If DeAndre Hunter, I'm sure we'll speak to this later, but if DeAndre Hunter is available in your league, um, even 12 team leagues, he's worth picking up. All right. Well, Alex, put on your blue suede shoes and take us to Memphis, baby. Uh Memphis beat the Timberwolves last night, 116 to 108 for their eleventh win in a row. Oh. Grizzlies now. Grizzlies now in third place in the West, just three games back of the Phoenix Suns. John Morant, 15th in fantasy points per game, ranks 31st in nine category leagues per game. Uh, We also had John Conchar, 15 points, 17 rebounds in 30 minutes. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., of course, had five rebounds. Uh, if you're a Jackson can... owner, how much does it drive you crazy? Conchar gets 17 rebounds. I know. And Jackson typically only gets his five. Brandon I'm, Clark uh, had 15 rebounds the other night. Yeah. Um, I'm fairly certain the over-under on Jackson's rebounds last night was 5.5 as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his, that's going to be a first career, I think. Um, <laughs> Nick, Nick and I touched on this uh, yesterday or two days ago, so I won't. I won't go on a tangent about it, but Ken, you you do bring up a good point. Uh, Taylor Jenkins potentially coach of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gotta, if this team was in the West Coast, we'd be here about them every day. Eleven game yeah. winning streak, shooting up the West rankings. Jenkins, I mean, how many casual NBA fans can name more than two players on the Memphis Grizzlies? John ja Morant is in the MVP discussion. I just love it. I love the, the the bump and grind, Grizzly. I love it. Love it. Grind house. Bring back Tony Allen. No. no we're good. <laughs> we're good there. Make we're him good an assistant there. coach. I don't know. I do think uh, it's interesting that this, this win streak coincides with 
you know, Brandon Clark returning. I've, I've been a huge believer in Brandon Clark, uh, yep. you know, since, since he came out of college. Uh, you have Jaron Jackson reaching. He, he's reaching the peaks that pretty much everyone in, in the fantasy industry ha, ha, has, you know, thought he would reach at some point. He, he's hit that in the last handful of games, uh, averaging well over 40 fantasy points in the past four or five games. Over uh, and two then, blocks a game, too, yeah. for the season. Yeah, he's been he's been crushing it. And then you also have guys like like Dylan Brooks, who, uh, in my opinion, is is vastly overrated and more of a, a minus on the court than a positive. And, and I think we're seeing that with the Grizzlies and this stretch. Yeah, he's Brooks, out. Brooks has and, missed about eight of those games. And uh, out for three weeks, too. So really no reason to hold on to him. No, How about I Desmond Bain? I'm still mad at Danny Ainge just giving Desmond Bain to Memphis. We had that pick. But we went, we ooh, we had to hold on to Carson Edwards from Purdue because Lord knows we're gonna need him on the G League squad at five foot two, whatever Edwards were. We give that first round pick to Memphis some garbage in the future, and Desmond Bain a locked in starter on a top three Western team. Yeah, I remember uh Bill Simmons tweeted about that um and was like very much having a he was coping a lot, you know, on Twitter and just being like, well, it's a situational thing. If uh, the Celtics would have ruined Bain had they drafted him. And I'm like, you can't come on. No, no. Instead of Neesmith, I was angry was draft like, night. That was my big angry thing on draft night. Carson Edwards. We could have Desmond Bain. Look at him. Bain's like a foot taller and built like a brick house. Perfect <laughs> grizzly, by the way. Perfect grizzly. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, we also had the, the Bucks destroy the Warriors last night, Ken. You must have enjoyed that, Alex. Yeah, it wasn't close. It wasn't even that. It was 118 to 99. It wasn't even that close. Warriors scored some buckets in the fourth quarter garbage time. So in the East, we have four teams within two and a half games at the top of the standings. No Draymond Green for the Warriors. No Drew Holiday, though, for Milwaukee. Clay Thompson in his return was only 3 of 11, had 11 points in 21 minutes. Giannis just threw up a casual triple-double, 30 points, 12 rebounds, 11 dimes in just 30 minutes. I love it when you have a triple-double and get to rest at the end of the game. He had, like, over 50 fantasy points, like, in the first half. It was insane. (laughs) That game game was over at halftime. Uh, Between that game and then the Denver-Portland game. Oh, the two national games. Blowouts blowouts were tough last night. Uh, That, man, I... I'll tell you guys off air about the Denver Portland game. I was I was sitting pretty in the GPPs before that oh. game went went blowout route. It totally went blowout route. Our boy our, our boy Francado had a nice game for the Nuggets. Put that in the mispronounced names. Composo. What's Composo's first name again? The Argentinian. Facundo. Facundo. Yeah, it, Thank you. Thank when you. Alex says it, it just feels like he's insulting me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Um, Last piece of news here. Uh, Last month, uh, James Wiseman had cleanup surgery for his meniscus Mm. that was, uh, I'm going to call it secret. We had a secret, the whole podcast is secret theme today. Mm. Um, Does not sound like a big deal. Uh, I forget which reporter. Uh, Sorry if you happen to be listening to this podcast, obviously. Um, Was just very pressing and being like, why isn't Anthony Wiseman Slater back? of the athletic? Thank you. Why isn't Wiseman back? Please explain why Wiseman's not back. You said he'd be back. 
uh, cleaning up surgery was a result of some swelling, which explains his delay. You know, uh, why wouldn't you go public with that? I don't know. Like, cause <laughs> it just adds to the bad news vibe with Wiseman when you hide that, right? It's really frustrating as fantasy player, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I foolishly have Wiseman stashed in enough places where it, it, if I would have seen that news come out in in December, you know, I would have parted ways. But I thought he would be back around the same time as Clay, so so I held on. And, and now it's you know it's kind of like oh, I've held on for this long. Might as well do it some more. People are dumping on this kid. He's nowhere for a couple months. You think this would be a good PR move to stress like he's not healthy? We got you know we're worried about his health versus we're just gonna bury him in the obscurity bin. It's it is odd the lack of updates for for folks like him and, and Jonathan Isaac who I actually saw Jonathan Isaac shoot a basketball this week. So okay, that's, that's a positive development. I literally thought you said like you're gonna see him on like crutches. <laughs> not him. It, you know, Jalen Suggs finally has his uh, injury tag removed, and uh, I saw a video on Twitter of Suggs and Isaac out on the court together getting shots up uh, with one of the Grizzlies or sorry Magic trainers or coaches. Uh, it was it was a welcome sight, but uh, the latest update on Isaac still isn't very encouraging. So we'll see. We'll see if he ever if he plays at all this season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's get to our fan feedback, Ken. Yeah, today's fan question comes from superfan Kool-Aid Trippin, who asks, in a nine-category league, I just traded Ja Morant and Devin Booker for Luka Doncic and Jalen Brown. Which side of this deal do you prefer? I have my own answer on this, guys, but where are you leaning to, Ja and Booker or Luka and Jalen? Oh, there's some massive names to be yeah, traded. Yeah, have all cluster. Wow. <laughs> it's um, a ballsy deal. It is a ballsy deal. It's an easy pick for me. Uh, me so, I'll, Alex, you ham and haw and, and weigh on it a little bit. It, it's it's the Lucas side. And it's it's always if, – if, if the equation is Luca plus one other top 40 player, that's the answer. You know, Ja Morant, we just mentioned how Ja Morant's ranked. You know, it, it is, uh, let's see, 31st per game, uh, nine category leagues. John Morant's a great player, fantastic player in real life, good player in fantasy, but he's also overrated because he's so damn exciting to watch. People love being a fan of John Morant. John Morant is not a possible number one overall fantasy option or top 10 fantasy option like Luca is. You know, Luca's had some up and down, ups and downs this year. But you have you 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 get Luca, and then you add Jalen Brown, who's also you know has top twenty five upside. Yes, that's the side I'm taking all day, every day. All right, Alex. Interesting, Shannon. Alex, where do you stand? Uh, I mean, I think Doncic and Jalen Brown should be the better side. It just hasn't played out that way this season mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the numbers. So it's hard to it's hard to like knock this trade. I think I. It's weird because this trade almost just comes down to the turnovers and the free throw percentage. The boring stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say the boring stuff. Yeah. Like you have Luca shooting 72% from the free throw line and almost five turnovers a game. Jalen Brown historically hasn't been a great free throw shooter. Devin Booker's automatic. uh, Doesn't turn the ball over like ever. It's just it's kind of a weird hodgepodge of trades. I mean, there's. I think Plus there's a scenario, Josh shooting over 48% from the field. Yeah. I mean, there's to me, there's easily a scenario in which both sides win this trade based on what you need. Like if yeah. you, if you are, if you're the person who did this trade and acquired Doncic and you needed rebounds, then you, you may have won the trade because he's 8.3 rebounds, Brown 6.6 rebounds. You're adding, um, there's layers to this trade. Again, I think both players could win. Um, I like it. It's crazy. I, I wish there were more trades that went down like this more often. It's true. Because it's fun. It's true. All right. Well, take us to the next. Th- thank you, Kool-Aid Trippin. Take us to our next section, Alex. Waiver Wire. 
Uh, a lot of teams with four games next week. Uh, so we have three. We have four teams with three games, and three teams with two games, and those teams are Sacramento, New Orleans, and Houston. Um, yes. Everybody else has four. Good I get to bench. Avoid. I'm excited to bench Jalen Green. <laughs> <laughs> finally, a, fi- finally a reason to bench Jalen Green. <laughs> uh, Chad is like, please get hurt again. I want to dump you on my IR. <laughs> Everybody has right. has had someone like that on their team before. Um, right, okay, Alex, who, who's your first uh, pick available in fifty percent of leagues? Brandon Clark, uh, rostered in forty five percent of Yahoo leagues, eighty eighth in per game production over the past two weeks. That's fourteen and a half points, eight rebounds, one point six blocks, one point five assists, and sixty eight percent from the field. This is the Brandon Clark that we all thought. Uh, was going to exist last season that he took a step back sophomore slump whatever you want to call it um, and he wasn't even playing well this year until now uh, but we've had Steven Adams be out over the past I think four or five games some other players have missed time the rotations changed around a little bit Clark is he's making it happen again um, you know I don't know how much I trust this like for the whole season but I think you give this a shot and see what happens. Cause if he can, if he can stay playing 24, 25 minutes a game, we saw in his rookie year that he can put up these kinds of numbers. Like this isn't insane for him. Um, it's just a boost off of what we saw last year. So a hundred percent worth mentioning someone to strongly consider adding. Uh, I Ken. love that. Oh. Amen. And uh, man, Roto wire, we loved him last year. I, I yeah, still happy do to see happy yeah. to see finally. I, Very I young. Really- I think you're going to see Memphis step back. You know, once Stephen Adams returns, they're not going to just yank Stephen Adams' starting gig immediately, at least. But I do think they're going to pull back on his minutes, uh, and you're going to see guys like Clark. You know, they're going to lean more heavily on Clark and Jaron Jackson, of course. They're they're going to put Adams out there for the first six minutes, just beat up the opposing center, and then he'll sit the rest of the game. He'll be like a starter in name only, and Clark will get more minutes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Well, my available, my my available in fifty percent of leagues. Let's go to the Clippers. Amir Coffee, rostered in thirty four percent of Yahoo leagues, only four percent of ESPN. He started the last four games for the Clippers, generating almost thirteen points, five rebounds, four and a half assists, and one point three steals per game over those four starts. Plus, shooting fifty three percent from the field. We already know there's no Kawhi, and now rumors that Paul George might be done for the year. I want your opinion on that, Alex. Mm. Also, the Clippers have four games next week, so the six-seven coffee could be seeing a ton of time as the starting as a starting forward for the Clippers. Alex, what's the latest on the rumors for Paul George? Well, the last news update we have on the site is that he's out three to four weeks with the elbow injury. Mm-hmm. That was on Christmas. Do we have a new? Do we have new rumors? I thought we got some rumors. Yeah, the rumors. I have not seen those. I was too busy uh, being happy about the uh, COVID stuff. Um, Let's say this though: even if he does come back in three to four weeks, um, this Clipper team, as we've been saying all year, desperate for scoring. Yes. Yeah. It's coming back. Morris is too old. It's worth giving Amir coffee a cup of coffee on your fantasy roster. Well done. Well played. All right. I, I'm going to jump in, and this is a guy we've talked about recently. 
um, still criminally underowned based on recent production. And that's Malik Monk of the Los Angeles Lakers. Monk continues to just crush it for the Lakers. Uh, you know, he, he's been locked into the starting lineup. He, he's made about nine straight starts for the team now. You know, a lot at the beginning of that hot streak, it you could have just written it off as, you know, just a hot streak. Uh, a very, very easy, you know, this guy's caught fire from the floor. And we're going to ride it out briefly, but we're it's extended to the past eight games now. He's averaging 33 minutes, 20 points, 3.6 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.4 blocks, which which is insanity from a guard. Uh, and then Only six three. Yep, yeah, and then 3.9 three pointers. Uh, he's shooting 51% from the floor. He's at 51%, 90, 91%, 50% from downtown. You know, Monk. I, I just he gives the Lakers exactly what they need. He stretch helps stretch the floor for them. Uh, when you have Russell Westbrook starting, that's absolutely needed. Um, I believe he'll be locked into the starting lineup long term, uh, and and he's still, like I said, criminally underowned. He's about sixty percent owned in Yahoo and only twenty three percent owned on ESPN. Uh, if he's available in your league, go grab him. Shannon, when Davis returns in about a week, of course, he's fragile, but when AD returns, goes back to center, LeBron goes back to power forward. Yep. They got Ariza, Bradley, and Monk. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he's first, my reaction is Davis is going to get a lot of shots, but then you look at Avery Bradley and Trevi Ariza are the other options to bench when Davis comes back, and I'm like, oh, I'm benching one of those two. I'm not yeah, benching absolutely. Monk. He's on fire. I, I, they absolutely will bench Ariza or Bradley. I mean, I, it's possible Ariza wouldn't even be starting, you know, if Mello were healthy. It, so I, I'm not worried about it. I, Monk's locked in. He's going to have 30 minutes per game moving forward. You know, they, they already, they tried Horton Tucker. That didn't work. They prefer him off the bench because he's so streaky. You know, they cut bait with Rondo. This team, this team seems committed to Monk. And, and I think he's bringing them a dynamic that they very much needed. And, and my question was a horribly long way to repeat what we said last week, which is the other options are garbage for the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love Monk. Uh, I'll jump into my long shot. Rajon Rondo, new member of the Cavaliers, uh, played three games since joining the Cavs, 10.3 points, 4.7 assists, 4.0 rebounds, 1.0 steals in 22 minutes the minutes are really kind of the important thing for rondo here like we know who rondo is right he'll give you some nights he'll give you zero points 10 assists two <laughs> rebounds some nights he'll give you a weird 15 points with like two assists it's just you might as well roll the dice uh see what kind of stat line you get out of rondo if you're in a deep league and you need assists i don't know what other options you probably have but yeah i love watching rondo on the random like national game for like a, a six months run. Cause one, he'll give up a layup to try to get an assist, right? He'll make some absurd half the court or longer bounce pass that you're like, why, what? <laughs> and he's always yelling at someone he probably shouldn't be yelling at. It's just fun to watch the craziness. Now and Rondo, Rondo's going to be locked in to, to that, you know, 20, 20 ish minutes per game role for the Cavs. I mean, he's, he's firmly behind Garland and that will remain the case. But Colin Sexton's out for the year. Ricky Rubio's out for the year. 
this team is de was desperate for help at the guard spot. Lamar Stevens has been starting at, at the two. Uh, Lamar Stevens, I, I would not consider him a shooting guard. Um, he's more of a three, in my opinion. Isaac Coro will return soon. That'll probably push Stevens to the bench. But even then, Rondo's the only other legit point guard on this roster. He's going to get those 20 minutes. And there's going to be games where where Garland sits, or if Garland is forced to miss any time in the future, uh, we're gonna we're gonna see you know vintage Rondo for for any of those games where Garland sits. They also don't mind giving Garland some minutes at shooting guard, and he's yeah. frankly a great scoring option. Yep. They can make Garland Rondo work for runs, though Rondo's 35 and you can't push his minutes too high. Ken, who's your long shot? Let's stick with the craziness theme. Lance Stevenson. It's on fire with the Pacers. He's rostered in 35% of Yahoo, 7% of ESPN. Honestly, I don't even know if you should pick him up or not. I just love talking about the craziness. Uh, Post-trade, this Pacers... Post-trade deadline, that team could be crazy, could be totally wide open. We don't know if Sabonis is getting moved, Brogdon's getting moved, Levert's getting moved. It wouldn't surprise me if fan-favorite Stevenson suddenly get a ton of minutes after the trade deadline for these Pacers. Pacers have a four-game week coming up. Over the last four games, by the way, Stevenson, who disappeared from the NBA, he's only 31 years old. Like, he's not ancient by NBA standards. In the last four games, He's had three uh, three of his four games over 14 or more points, including a 30-point game. He's also had a 14-assist game. And when the Pacers are getting blown out, they love to go to crazy Stevenson time. And I'm all in. I love watching it go nuts. He's going to blow in someone's ear again. I can't wait for that to happen. But he's it's crazy town. Bring on the fun, baby. So, I don't know. I'm debating offering Lance Stevenson as my long shot uh, pick of the week. Sorry, you got to justify all those fab dollars you spent on him, Ken. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask him. One of the leagues I wasted way too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he is but then James Anderson came back and said, I was going to bid similar. So I felt yeah, a lot better. That was nice James is a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a deep league. The key, CBS Keeper League is pretty deep, though. Absolutely. And, and yeah, the, the key, the two big games that, that Stevenson had, came when Levert and Brogdon were out. Levert's back. Brogdon came back too, but then he he left the, his most the game that he returned, he left early. Um he's he's game time decision for tonight. Uh we'll see uh if he's active. I, I do worry about Stevenson's long term playing time opportunity once Brogdon and Levert are healthy. But in the short term, I mean, yeah, he's good. He can challenge and for like minutes at the three, he'd challenge Justin Holiday, Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb. Uh those guys aren't a, Aren't that aren't exactly uh, you know aren't exactly crushing it. So no. I'm do fine you, with. I mean, do you guys being... think there'll be a big blow up trade for the Pacers? I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna make a lot of deals and aim to rebuild for next year. That's absolutely a possibility. And if it is, I mean, Stevenson's one of the guys who could possibly get traded to just as a add in to make contracts work. But uh, no, he's if you're in a deep enough league and, and you have a lot of fab then, you know, pull a Ken and pick up Stevenson. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon long who's shot. your long shot pick of the week? All right, my long shot. This can double as Ken's uh, dull suggestion of the week as well. DeAndre Hunter uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. He's 37% owned on Yahoo, only 8% owned on ESPN, which is Crazy. 
bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. He returned on Wednesday, 15 points, three trays, two stocks. You know, we mentioned Reddish has been traded. Uh, Hunter's pretty much been locked into that starting three spot for the Hawks either way. Um, you know, you have the Hawks are mostly healthy now. Uh, I think Capella is going to sit again tonight. Uh, but I, I really like Hunter a, as a fantasy option. He's, I would say, definite, probably immediate 12-team value. And he has the upside where he could he carve out 10-team uh, team value as well. I, I wouldn't rush out unless I have a complete dead spot in a 10-team uh, league. I would not rush out to grab him. But he's worth consideration depending on how deep your rosters are. Yeah, Hunter was kind of in the middle of a breakout last year before he got hurt. Didn't start off on a great note this year, then got hurt. Um, so a lot of people I just think are like, they don't even know what to make of him at this point. I think he's a great pickup. Like I'm, I'm high on Hunter as a as a long-term prospect. Hopefully it happens this year. Maybe you don't get his best production until after the All-Star break. But even if that's the case, I mean, again, we're talking about long shots. Um, and the fact that he falls into the category despite Basically, is you should be more encouraged by the fact that the Hawks just got rid of Cam Reddish. That's the yeah. point so that, I wanted to make. Yeah. That's the point I wanted to stress is you don't make that deal if you're worried about Hunter's wrist. No, no, not at all. And and that's another point is it was a wrist injury. It wasn't a knee. It uh, wasn't a back. It's a wrist injury. He came out in his first game back, played 24 minutes. That's a very encouraging sign. Had 11 shots. Um, you know, I, I, I expect, I it certainly seems like that, that, He's going to be back to playing 30, 30-ish minutes very soon. I'll say, I think Hunter is my favorite of our three long shot picks this week. But I also love talking about Rondo and Stevenson. So they're just fun to, <laughs> yeah, they're just fun to bring up. <laughs> I wish they were on the same team, Rondo and Stevenson. Oh, that beats it. Oh, crazy train. Just play Ozzy Osbourne before every game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get to our DFS picks, we have to tell you, about Yahoo DFS. Ken. The NBA the NBA season keeps on rocking and Yahoo is going big with daily fantasy basketball. There are a ton of big prize contests on Yahoo, including multi-entry contests now being shark free to celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark free. Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. Yahoo will have daily NBA contests all season long. Play a single game contest of your choice throughout the week and then join Yahoo's weekly Friday main NBA contest. That's tonight, baby to compete for large cash prizes. Play daily fantasy basketball on Yahoo. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome. That's sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim your free $10 offer. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy basketball, and they're running guaranteed contests every single day this NBA season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier, high-flying, flip-doing, athletic dudes who like to put the ball in the hoop. 
that means you can you can you know focus on the Lance Stevensons and the Rajon Rondos of the world, the guys who have the biggest impact. You go go sign up for Thrive today, and you'll get a free six month subscription to RotoWire. Here's how you claim that subscription: visit RotoWire.com/thrive t h r i v e, deposit a minimum, create a new account, and then deposit a minimum of ten dollars and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. After you play in your first contest on Thrive, we'll notify you of your free six-month subscription being credited. Go sign up now. RotoWire.com slash Thrive. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions. And even more so, making the right decision Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast, and they bring you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want to take a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet, currently available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. And at WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. They are currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, WinBet. The exclusive partner for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. Okay, gentlemen, Alex and Shannon, give us your wisdom for tonight's DFS picks. It's a non game slate. Uh, there's only one standout over under, which is Rockets at Kings, uh, which is understandably 237.5 <laughs> points. Uh, the rest of the matchups are uh, around that 220 mark. Uh, with a low mark of 210 from the uh, Celtics at 76ers, which I also believe uh, is a fair number. Uh, There are fewer absences than usual, although I will still say you should check the uh, Runawire injury report, as always, given how early in the day this podcast comes out. Uh, and start, although starting tomorrow, starting Saturday, there may not be as much. uh, We should get a more normalized NBA. Um, with all that being said, Shannon, is there anybody that stands out to you immediately off the page? You're muted. Of course I am. <laughs> it's be- it's better for all of us. All right. <laughs> so there, there's one guy who immediately jumps out. Uh, if you, if you use our optimizer or any of our tools, he's going to be the top value option listed for today. Uh, yeah, that'll probably carry over up until lock. Uh, Okongwu, he, he, he's, he's 3,900 on FanDuel. Clint Capella's sitting again tonight. Uh, John Collins is back and that's somewhat worrisome, but Okongwu is going to see, you know, he'll see probably 24 minutes at minimum right in that range. And he'll get you close to a fantasy point per minute. And there's upside, there's upside that he can certainly do more. Um, you know, if, if he plays 30 plus minutes, a double double with a couple blocks is the upside, and that's hard to pass up at 3,900. 
Also, I agree. Obviously, Noah Bam out of bio for a long time. Not you're, you're seven great offense, not great defense, right, Alex? Oh, uh, he puts up some blocks. Uh, I don't know if he's like an actually good defender, but he'll block <laughs> some shots. Uh, Yurtsevin has been carrying my, one of my fam, our stake league team of mine mm. while Steph Curry has forgotten how to shoot a basketball. So that's been a weird <laughs> development uh, for me. Uh, we, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, again, I think there are a lot of good options, not as much value as we normally see. I mean, if you, you know, if you just start putting together a lineup, it's going to look maybe as normal as it ever has at any point this season. Um, at least in the I, past few weeks. I mean, the past, the past month has weeks. been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Horford in a revenge spot against Philly is fun. Um, you know, I don't think like Tobias Harris is going to be able to really like, is going to do a great job on him. Um, Christian Wood against the Kings with Rashawn Holmes, I think questionable for today's game is, is kind of interesting. Um, you know, there's obviously some risk there cause I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on in, in Houston in general. Um, but those are OG Anganobi against the, the Pistons. I will bring this up. So I like OG Anganobi against the Pistons. Um, but I don't like Cade Cunningham. I'm sorry, Shannon. I think this is a terrible matchup for him. Although he did pop off against the Jazz. So hard to know exactly what to think. But I'm not sure I'd go with Cunningham tonight, who is 6,000. I should say that's that's the argument that I have for Kate Cunningham. I agree the matchup's not the greatest, but really the matchups have not mattered to Kate. The the one determining factor, the one determining factor on whether or not he has a good game is typically how how competitive are the Pistons tonight. Right. You know, even against Chicago, he was doing okay, got into a little bit of foul trouble in the first half, and then the second half started. And Chicago was immediately up by 25 points and the game was essentially over. So Cade just, Cade didn't even come off the bench again. You know, after he left, left the floor in the third quarter, I don't think he came back on the floor at all for the remainder of that game. But at 6,000, it's hard to find guys who have 45 point fantasy upside at $6,000 and, and not only 45 point fantasy upside, but who have routinely scored 35 yeah. or 45 fantasy points. You know, he's, he hasn't been the best since returning to action, but, but he, I, I don't think six, I think he's actually a very good play for 6,000. You know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Toronto so that I'm going to bring up Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes, you know, another great rookie who's been playing really well. He's at 5,600. This is the lowest price for him that I've seen in a while. Uh, he's had a couple of stinkers since returning to the action, but he's also had, couple games with over 35 fantasy points. I, you know, another guy with 35, 40 fantasy point upside who who's you know, 5,600. That's it's hard to pass that up. So whether OG and Barnes, I like both of them. Guys, any interest in Jalen Suggs return tonight for the magic supposed to play tonight after a lengthy absence, um, big over under he's 5,600, but did not exactly light it up before getting hurt. Yeah, I'm pa- I'm passing on Suggs. Uh, I do think Cole Anthony is a fantastic play for tonight. Uh, you know, another guy who who's been crushing it for most of the season and it is somewhat discounted right now. Uh, Seventy six hundred. He has forty two or more fantasy points in three of the past four games, and he's still seventy six hundred. Um, I think Cole Anthony, even with Suggs returning and that game, that matchup against Charlotte, I like that matchup. 
Uh, I think Cole Anthony's going to have a monster night, but I I need to see it from Suggs before I before I plug him back into my lineup. Yeah, Suggs has to. I think he has to do some work in terms of kind of like reestablishing his role in the offense because he's been out and it's been Franz Wagner has. I mean, especially when Cole Anthony was out, it was just like Franz Wagner was running the show. He's getting like four or five, six assists a game, scoring at twenty points like almost regularly. Now Cole Anthony's back, taking some of that usage back. And it's just, I'm not sure where the usage for Suggs is. I still feel like I'm in the minority in liking Suggs long-term. Um, but I just, I, not tonight. Not tonight in his first game back. Although we should say it was a thumb injury. So his wind may not be necessarily the issue. Um, or like they're worried about his knees or something like that. Um, Yeah, I mean... There's just there's so many options that are just like these guys are nicely priced. Levine at seventy two hundred. Yep. Um, against Golden State, I mean, we just saw the the Bucks annihilate Golden State, and this is a back to back for Golden State. They still don't have Draymond. Clay is going to be out. Not that Clay was giving them like anything amazing defensively at this point. Um, and I know, I mean, you look at Levine's numbers. His last this is like five games fantasy points wise: 33, 33, 27, 31, 31. But even at seventy two hundred, that's fine. Like it's not amazing. But if he if he hovers in that low thirties range, like it, you're not, he's not screwing you over. Like his floor is so high. Is Jordan Poole at only fifty one hundred and Clay back on the bench? Is that an option for the for the Warriors? I give that a look. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he can he can definitely. I mean, we know he can he can pop off for like huge scoring games, and he's been kind of low lately because of like guys returning, the team being healthier. But yeah, Clay's out. Draymond's out. Um, Gary Payton is out, I think, or he left yes. the game last night. I forgot. I forgot exactly what happened. But there's an opportunity here for Poole to see. I think 30 minutes potentially. Um, and this is just quick on the fly. Yeah, he's he's almost a fantasy point per minute in games that he's seen at least 30 minutes. So um, 5200 or 5100. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's solid. Yeah, there's some value to be had there with the with the Golden State. You know, Otto Porter is another guy. I actually think Andrew Wiggins at six thousand uh, is a good price. It, you know, Wiggins is, is is tough. He's he's coming off three stinkers in a row, uh, but that that coincided with with Clay returning. Uh, you know, with without Clay out there, you know, Wiggins is essentially going to be the de facto number two scoring option for the for the Warriors tonight. So I like him more than most nights. Um, you know, one other guy that I, I like quite a bit who you mentioned, Alex, is Christian Wood. Uh, Christian Wood, and, and this is this goes the same for Zach Levine. Uh, they're essentially they're eight thousand dollar players who are priced at seventy two hundred dollars right now. Um, you know, on the season, Wood's averaging thirty five fantasy points per game. Um, you know, he he's still topped. 40 fantasy points in three of the past five games. He just happens to have a couple stinkers where, you know, he he was benched uh, one game and then suspended the next because of that benching. Uh, but really, since then, he's been fine. And before that, he's been, he was great. You know, he's basically like a 40-point, 40 42-point outing every other game. Um, I It's hard for me to pass up Wood in that scenario. Same for Levine. Well, let's keep it moving. I know Ken has a, a hard stop very soon, so we'll jump into Ken's old man rant. Arg! It is damn cold. We have a weather advisory here in Vermont for wind chill of 
minus 40 degrees over the next 30 hours. I'm wearing flannel lined pants and vests all the time, which makes me look like 300 pounds. Help me, it's cold. Arg. You got to take the dog out in that weather? Yes. He yeah. has the lamest looking sweater my daughter makes him wear. And it's not a manly feeling walking around with a dog in a sweater. Of course, it's so damn cold. No yeah. one knows who anyone is. I got my baklava on a hood up and I got a headlamp because it's dark at like noon around here. <laughs> it's pathetic looking. It's pathetic. Girl, why you're embroidered ski mask. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> that's our next that's our next holiday present. Um <laughs> Okay, thank you everybody for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. Oh, uh, mispronounced names. Uh, I got an Alex Burke instead of a Alec Burks. Well, you just stick it again because it's Alex Burks. (laughs) It's a tough one. People be like, Alex Burke? Alec Burks? What do I say here? Uh, I think you also didn't know Facundo Compazzo's name or you said Facu. I don't even know what you I screwed said. up his first name. I did get Compazzo right. We've only mentioned okay. him like each of the last four po- uh, episodes, but yes, I got yeah. his first name wrong. Weird amount of exposure on the Rotowire basketball podcast <laughs> Compazzo has. Uh, he last night. He was a monster. He was in a blowout. They, they put up 140 of the Nuggets last night. It's crazy. Uh, the podcast is presented by WinBet. Ken, take us out of here. For today's out quote, let's go to Cleveland, where the Cavs are still sixth in the East. Head coach J.B. Bickerstaff is doing a great job. A while back before facing the Spurs, Coach Bickerstaff said this about Spurs coach Greg Popovich. Quote, he doesn't have a beard tonight. I should have shaved mine. That makes me nervous. Means he's up to something. <laughs> Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.